Well, good morning. Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? Everybody doing all right? If you will, make your way back to your seats. That would be phenomenal. Um, that doesn't look like a whole lot of social distancing, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. We're so glad you're here this morning. If you did not get an experience guide, our ushers have them. Raise your hand. They'll be more than happy to bring you one of those. Uh, it's got sermon notes in there. Um, it's uh, funny because when I got here this morning, the air conditioner started screeching, and I thought, Oh, I'm going to deal with this all day. And then I thought, you know what? The opposite would be not to have air conditioning. So real happy that it's screeching this morning and spitting out some air conditioning. So, uh, but welcome. We're glad you're here. If it's your first time here, uh, we would love to know that. And there's a connection card inside of that little experience guide where you can fill out information and mark that you're a first time guest. So please do that. We would love to um, have you do that. For those of you, it's your first time. Uh, we don't pass a bucket. So a lot of churches will pass the offering plates, buckets, that kind of thing. Uh, we have boxes that are in the back of the room. So for your tithes, offerings, your giving, uh, you can put it in the boxes back there. And uh, if it's your first time here, please don't feel compelled to have to give. We're just glad you're here. And uh, but also want to remind you guys, we are praying for the Leesburg Police Department. Thank you, church, for showing up on that one. Um, really excited. We have all 91 staff members of the Leesburg Police Department covered. So um, if you didn't get, listen to me closely, if you didn't get an email um, and, and you're pretty sure you signed up or whatever, just double check with Lizzie. We want to make sure that if we've got a wrong email or if it, you know, bumped back or something, check your spam, that kind of thing. Uh, but we did send all those out. So, it, you know, if you didn't get one, let us know. We want to make sure. And also, hey, start bringing in. We want to write a note to them. Uh, you know, initially, you don't have to do that all the time, but let's initially write a simple note just saying, hey, I'm Mike. I'm praying for you every day for the rest of this year. Thank you so much for what you do as a dispatcher or whatever it is kind of a thing. So uh, get those notes to me as quick as possible so I can get them in boxes over at the police department. Really, 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 really appreciate you doing that. I rode with an officer this week and, and uh, went ahead and told them what we were doing and they just kind of st- sat there driving like, and I thought, did they hear what I said? And I'm like, did you hear what I said? And they're like, yeah, just, I really don't know how to respond. That's, I never heard anybody doing something like that for, it's really cool. And he was just stunned. And so I just, I just, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody said to me this morning, like, would it be okay if I put like a a Dunkin' Donut card in there? Or like, would that be bribery? And I'm like, are you going to court for something? No, but I didn't ask him that, but I thought that, but no. So if you do want to bless them in some way, feel free to do that. That's fantastic. Um, but we just, we just want to love on them. Who knows? Maybe we'll do some others. Um, you know, some of the other departments or that kind of thing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for doing that and being a part of that. Want to remind you that, um, fifth Sunday family worship is coming up soon and fifth Sunday family worship. What we do is all the kids come and join us. So we don't do kids ministry. We have them all in here. It's really loud and really noisy and very distracting and amazing all at the same time, right? Cause it's just family. Like we need to do that. But on those days also we do child dedications or baptisms. So if you are interested in having your child dedicated or want to know more about that, it's on the website, or you can call us at the office. Or if you need to get baptized, we have this, uh, this holy jacuzzi. We have a holy blow-up jacuzzi. Um, and so uh, we, we do baptism. We would love to, to bat- we already have a couple of people signed up, so I'm really excited about that opportunity to do that. And then lastly, hey guys, get signed up for man camp. So I think yesterday, um, we're double-checking this to make sure, but I think the same time we're camping out there at the same property, there is going to be motorcycle trail professionals 
uh, that are, they do like the rock climbing and all this kind of stuff. So they may be out there at the same time for us. We may have the opportunity to see that and see some of that. These are professional guys that are sponsored and, you know, world renowned and this kind of thing. So sign up for man camp, get signed up, coming up quick. And the deadline's coming up very, very, very fast. Um, anybody watch college football yesterday? Can I tell you how unholy I was? Okay, first of all, we love raising up the next generation as a passion of my heart. And so it was amazing to watch Dimitri lead worship for the first time today. He did a great job. You did good, son. You did good. So Marcus's Marcus's brother is getting married this weekend. So Marcus is away. Uh, But it was exciting to see that. But I I can't lie. You started singing, I'm going to see a victory. And all I could think was, yes, we did yesterday. We saw a victory. Beat North Carolina. It was fantastic. Anyway, that's how unholy your pastor was during worship. There you go. All right. How about we get into God's word and I stop talking? Okay, uh, we are studying the book of Galatians right now, and uh, we are in week three, chapter three of Galatians. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, let me give you a quick catch up, really quick. So Galatians is a book in the New Testament that it's called an epistle, which is just a fancy word that means letter. It's a letter, right? It's a letter. It was written by the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul traveled around and launched churches. So just like our church launched three years ago, launched the church. And let's say that Apostle Paul had helped us launch the church. Then he would go away somewhere else and we would get a letter. And this letter from him would be some kind of doctrinal instruction. Maybe it would be correctional. You know, like he would, he would write back and go, I kind of hear that this is going on or that's going on. And, and so that's what the book of Galatians is. It's to the church in Galatia, right? And he's, um, well, he's just not happy, right? We, we, we talked about the reality of him not being happy. The reason he's not happy is because... They go to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people at the time. They go to Gentiles and they share the gospel, right? They share Jesus. They share the cross with them. And they accept Jesus and they all become followers of Jesus and accept the real gospel, right? That we're going to talk a lot about today in the gospel. And so they do this. So they leave and after they leave, here comes some Jewish believers. And they come to them and they go, I know what they said, but you also have to get circumcised, And what they do is they take an Old Testament, an old law, and they try to pull it into the new covenant. And they actually convince many of them to follow. It hit me this week. It hadn't hit me yet. This week it hit me. What if you were the dude that said okay and got circumcised? And then Paul's letter came like two weeks later. I'd be ticked, bro. Come on now, you, you would not be like, can you imagine those conversations? Like, are you serious? Anyway, so, so, so what, what Paul's dealing with is he, he goes, hey, look, 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 look. I'm not real happy right now because there's the real gospel, but now there's this fake gospel. Now you're saying it's not just the cross of Jesus and it's not the grace of Jesus that we're going to talk about today, but it's also that you have to add these laws in or you have to do this or you have to do that. And we talked about the comparison of this is just like the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? That the tree of life is a pure relationship with Jesus, whereas the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is kind of about us. It's like about what we know and that we make decisions and what I can do and all that. And and last week in chapter 2, we talked about how easily you and I swing back and forth between those trees. Come on, if we're honest, right? Like one moment... We're, which it's just relationship. It's just Jesus. Like you could be in a moment worshiping a few minutes ago. Man, worship was great today. My God, you're so good. And I feel your presence today and it's your grace and all, right? And then we walk out tomorrow morning 
and decide that we're going to earn God's grace, right? We're, we're going we're gonna to do all the right things. And, 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 and so we're going to talk about today, because Paul stops at chapter 3. He's having this whole discussion. And it's like he stops at chapter 3 and he goes, whoa, 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 time out, time, time, time. I need to make sure that you understand what the gospel is. It's like, it's almost like he's saying, you know, the gospel and the fake gospel and the circumcision thing and all this sort of stuff. And and then it hits him, wait a minute, I need to go back and teach the original gospel, right? And so he jumps into this concept. So let's do this. Galatians 3 verse 1 says this, oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? I'm not sure that that's the greatest translation. Let me help you with evil spell. The word in the original language is basqueño. Okay, this is in the, in the original text, basqueño. And, and actually the translation that I, I found in several commentaries was this, was giving somebody the evil eye. You ever gotten the evil eye? You ever had your mama like, you know, you know like your hair on the back of your neck stands up? You know what I'm talking about? Any, anybody got a good evil eye? Like you're that mama or you're that daddy that's got that evil eye? Like you look at your kids, right? And I, I've always joked and said, you know, like Crescinda, the oldest of our three youngest girls, Crescinda, if I give her the evil eye, she'll like break into tears and like, dad, I'm sorry, but right? Whereas Ayana, I give her the evil eye, she's like, what big boy, bring it. You know, like your kids are all different, you know, kind of thing. But, but this idea here is bewitched. Like, so who looked at you and went, hmm. And all I could think was, doesn't that sound like a lot of churches today? Some of y'all grew up in that church. Some of y'all grew up in that church, right? People have come to me, Pastor Mike, somebody is smoking in the parking lot. And you know what I love? This is what I love. Here's, here's, what, uh, here's, what, here's what I love to do. That is so awesome. And they look at you like crazy because listen to me, God forbid that we would just have a church for church people. God forbid that it would just, everybody who came here would look like us, right? Like the, like the holy four and no more, you know, those kind of churches, right? We got our little holy huddle going on here and we look our, ooh, tattoos. Mm. Come on. You know, exactly. Some of y'all grew up in that church. Some of y'all have been that church, Right? I remember one of my favorite stories about our church is when we were in the old theater, there was a kid from Beacon College that was walking by on Sunday morning, heard the music, so he came walking into service. And this kid, he's bold, bro, like straight up, I mean, dead center of this way and this way, plopped down right in the middle, right? And vaped the whole time that I taught. I mean, straight up, I remember I could see Marty Meyer's face. Because Marty Meyer was sitting on that row. And every once in a while, a cloud would appear like we needed a weatherman, right? And Miss Marty would be like, ooh. Listen to me. You know what was amazing? Not one person said anything to that kid. I couldn't have been more proud as a pastor than I was on that day, right? Because the reality that we should create a place that's, that's it's, it's okay. We're, we're all jacked up. We've all got stuff. We're all trying to get over our stuff and we've got to create that. And so he says to them, why is it that you've let these Jews come and give you the stank eye and then you gave into it, right? Like, like they came and went, really? You think you're holy? You have to get circumcised. 
And, 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 and how often do we do that if we're honest enough to say, well, they're not as holy as us because we do this and, well, they do that. And we don't do this and they do do that. You, you understand what I mean? Like this is, this is where he's going this so Paul keeps going. Check, check the, the rest of this verse. Because he, he says, who casts a spell on you? Then he says, for the meaning of Jesus' death. Okay, so now he's going to compare. He's going to say, because you've been bewitched, but let's talk back to what is the meaning of Jesus' death. Was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of it, on, of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this question. Here he goes. You ready? Let me ask you a question, gentlemen, ladies. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Right? In other words, hey guys, did you like read the Ten Commandments and because you didn't lie, that's how you got Jesus in your heart? No, that's not how it works, right? But that's religion, right? And and, and so he goes on, of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. Listen to me, believe the message. We're going to come back to that uh, because it's deeper than just a belief system. But that word means a lot more. How foolish can you be? After starting your Christian lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Do you know what religious people do? Religious people compare their human effort to your human effort. Right? Because I read 10 chapters a day every day. How many do you read? Loser. Right? That's the, that's, that's, and that is the way really our world feels and our community feels that the church is looking at them, right? That, that's, that's, that's why we get the word judgmental and the hypocrite. Those, those are the two biggest words that you hear in the community when it comes to what it means to be a Christian. And listen to me, I'm not saying it's okay to sin. What I am saying is bring your stuff on down. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like we've got to have a place where it's okay to not be okay. Like it's not okay to stay there because we want better for you. And we want better for your family. But it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay. I promise you don't look at them. I promise you the, next person, the person sitting next to you is not okay. Check this out, Galatians. Keep reading. It says, let's, 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 let's remember now the real gospel is, is what he's getting at. So jump down to, to, to verse 10. It's Galatians 3 and 10. All who rely on observing the law are cursed. If you, if you rely on following the rules, the law, you're cursed. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. You know how many laws are in the Old Testament? 613. 613. And, and, the, and the reality is we have such a holy God. He cannot be... He cannot be anywhere around sin. He cannot be around anything that is not perfect. And all it takes is for us to fail at one law and we're imperfect. So we can't be around him. Right? This, this, is, this is the gospel. This is, this is the basics of the gospel. James says it this way, not in your notes, but let me read this for you. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. All of it. That's, that's the story. And the the reality being that the law cannot be obeyed. If you pray a lot, serve a lot, give a lot, well, you're a good person. It's it's the 51% gospel. You know what the 51% gospel is? 
It's the predominant belief of our culture. If I do enough good to outweigh the bad, if I can just get 51%, then I'm going to skate into heaven. And I need you to hear that's not the gospel. That's a lie. That's not true. What we just read says it's, it's, it's all or nothing. And the problem is that puts you and I at a deficit. Because not one of us, come on, not one of us can follow all the laws. Anybody lied lately? Anybody? Okay. Anybody told a little white lie lately? Right. What is it? What is it about making it a white lie that makes it a better lie? Right? Think about that. Right? You, we say, well, I've never murdered anyone. I'm not a murderer. I'm not on death row. And yet Jesus takes that to another step, doesn't he? At one point, remember when he says, you say you haven't murdered, but when you've spoken ill of someone, you have murdered them. In other words, you've murdered their spirit. So you're a mur- Like we all find ourselves at this deficit. This is, this is the gospel. This is the gospel that, that he's trying to get back to them. Galatians 3 and 19, he goes on and he says, well, what then was the purpose of the law? Like if it's just nobody can follow it, like that's just stupid. Like why would you give somebody a set of rules that they can't follow? Right? That, 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 and that's an argument that you hear often. But look at Galatians 3 and 24. So the law was put, put in charge to lead us to where? To Christ. That we might be justified. Justified is a big fancy word that just means we're right with God. Right? That we're justified, that we stand before God, we're justified by what? Faith. We're going to talk about that in a second. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. You hearing that? See, the law leads us to Christ. Here's another version of that. Read, and for, read this from the, the New Living Translation. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. We are all sinners. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. And one sin deserves separation from God because a holy God can't be anywhere near, near sin, right? Like we understand this dilemma. And so the rea- this, this, this is the gospel, but we're in an age where we like to talk it relative. Well, you know, I'm pretty good, and I think maybe God's just going to let me in. And that's, listen to me, that's, that's not the gospel. That's a false gospel that has to be addressed, that, 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 that Paul is dealing with this. We ju- we're just saying, this is amazing grace. What is grace? Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. Right? Getting something that you don't deserve. Catch this, this, is, this may be one of the better things I say this whole message. Christianity's goal is not for you to do right. It is for you to be made right. Are you hearing that? Let me say that again. Christianity's goal is not for you to do right. It's for you to be made right. Because you know what? When you're made right, you'll do right. Right? We treat Christianity kind of like I treat my dog, Yeti. We make it, it's behavior modification. Like if I just do all the right things and all this kind of stuff. So Yeti and I have this little thing that Yeti loves dad more than he loves anybody else in the family. 
and I, and, and dad just eats it up. Like everybody will walk in before me and I'll open the door, let everybody go just to watch Yeti push past everybody to get to me. But we had this little thing where I come in the, the garage door and when I come, he pops in and he either sits down or he lays down. And the reason being is right here on the shelf, there's a little bowl that says Yeti snacks. You know what I'm saying? That's why he loves dad. Dad's not dumb. Okay, but, but listen to me. But, but being very realistic, I've trained him in a behavior. That is not, though, true love and relationship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's, a, he's an animal that I've trained to respond in a certain way. That's not Christianity. You're, 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 not, a, you're not a project or an animal to God that you're just supposed to do some behavior modification. He wants to, listen, have a relationship with you. And when you have a relationship with him and are made right, you will desire to do right. Are you hearing? Are you hearing a difference? This is the real gospel, the true gospel. Some of you grew up in that church. <clears throat> that church is like, no, don't do that. Sin, bad, terrible. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Right? Anybody ever been in that church with the preacher with the like three foot long finger? That's not the gospel, right? That's a false gospel. That's fake news that you're, you know, if you, if you don't go to an R rated movie, that makes you better, a better person, right? If you don't do this or you do, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Jesus makes you a better person. When you have relationship with him, do you, do you hear the difference? It's all about relationship. But these Galatians have lost this, this kind of understanding of, of what it is that, that is the real gospel. The real gospel is simply this. Listen to me. So important. You and I fall short. And God could and has every right to go forget it. Right? He has every right. I'll talk for Mike. If I was Mike's God, I would have squashed me a long time ago. I would have. I I wouldn't have the patience to deal with my attitude and my cockiness and my ego. And I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I swing back and forth like Tarzan between those two trees. Right? Trying Trying to control everything and control my life. When the reality is I have no control because one day I'm going to stand before God. And all that I'm going to, all that's going to be checked at first is, is your name in the book of life. And the only way that your name is in the book of life is if you have a relationship with Jesus. Doesn't matter how many times you go to church. Doesn't matter how many verses that you, that you read. None of that. That's, that's religion. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There'll be a second judgment that we'll talk about what you did and you'll be rewarded for things you do. But the reality is the first issue that needs to be dealt with is I'm a sinner separated from a holy God. And the only way that I can get to that place is not by anything that Mike can do. It is through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's what the Galatians had begun to forget. I think that's what you and I sometimes, come on, we begin to lose just a bit. So I want to give you an outline today of grace. I want, to, I, want to, I want to talk about grace because it is it is simply God's grace that allows us to have relationship with him. This outline 
uh, borrowed it from Rick Warren of Saddleback Church. It was just good. And so I just want to use his outline. But number one, let's talk about grace, this grace that God has for us, the real gospel. Grace, listen, is a free gift. It is a free gift. All right, I'm about to, I'm about to have an age test. Are you ready? This is going to see how old you are. There was an old commercial that used to be on TV. It was for Smith Barney. It said this, we make money the old-fashioned way. We, there you go, you old people. All right. All the young people are like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about right now. There's this old 70s commercial. I looked it up. You should look it up on YouTube. There's this crudgy old man, and he's like in this elitist fancy place eating his soup, and, you know, it's all tablecloth and fancy and stuff. And he's like, Smith Barney, we make money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. And you know what I think? I think oftentimes we find ourselves being church people that talk just like that. We get salvation the old-fashioned way. We earn it. Right? Listen to me. Grace is a free gift. You can't earn it. Jesus came to give you something that we had no chance of getting on our own. Jesus came to give you something that we have no chance whatsoever to earn on our own. Romans 6 and 23. The wages of sin is death. What is death? It's not just talking about physical death. It's talking about separation from God. Because when we are with our creator, that is where life comes from, right? So that death is a separation from God. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Jesus stepped in and paid the bill. You ever had that experience? I had that happen to me just the other day. I was eating somewhere and I did the whole, you ever notice like anywhere in the world you could do this and they'll bring you your check? You know what I'm talking about? Like at the restaurant? So I did that and the person came over and said, oh, somebody paid for your meal. And I was like, why didn't I bring my family? Dang it. And a few friends. No, but, but I, I thought about it in that moment. I thought about like what that feels like. Cause on the one hand, you're like, wow, that's really nice. But on the one hand, you feel kind of bad. Like I ate it. I should have paid for it. Like I, I, I you know, I felt kind of bad. And I thought about like, that's really the scenario with, with Jesus. Like I, I deserve the punishment, right? Like I ate of the fruit. I, I'm the one that committed the sin. When the reality is he steps in and, and he pays our bill for, for no reason other than just he loves us. Not because of anything we've done, not because of anything we earn. And then I had this thought, what was it like to be Father God in the moment that he's hanging on the cross? For those of you who have kids, I'm about to take you back to a very real moment. Like I can picture some very specific scenes where my kids were hurt or hurting. And I couldn't do anything like the doctor's working on them. Or maybe you remember taking your kids and they're getting shots and you're holding them. And the kid's looking at you going, dad, dad, no, dad. And you're like, you just want to vomit. Cause you, you know what I mean? Cause you're holding them, but they're hurting. And what, listen, listen, listen. What was it like to be father God? But Jesus is hanging on the cross and he goes, father, why have you forsaken me? And the father's heart is the same heart. Like ours that goes, dang, that's, that's my one and only son. Like this is, this is wrecking me. 
But you know why he did? Because he thought of you. Because in that moment, when he thought, no, I uh, snap my finger, this is over, no more suffering, no more of this junk, he thought of you. And he thought of me. That's grace, right? That That he would allow his son to die for you and for me. Number two, grace, grace is received by faith. It's received by faith. Now, I need you to understand something here. Faith and Christianity, Christianity is not a belief system. In other words, listen to me, you cannot believe in Jesus and call yourself a Christian. It's received by faith, not belief. Here's what I mean by that. The devil believes Jesus existed. Does that make him a Christian? Okay. You can believe in the tooth fairy. Does it make it true? No. Reality, listen, faith. We receive it by faith. Faith has action to it. Okay. I can say to my kids, they ask me, hey, dad, can we go? We've got some friends. We're all going to go out. We're going to this place. We won't be back till like 11 o'clock at night. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I have this moment. Listen to me. It's not whether I believe in my kids. I know they exist. It's whether I have faith in my kids. And what does my faith require? A follow-up action. See, you receive grace not because you go, yeah, I believe in God. I think we're probably cool. No, that's not how this works. See, faith says, I receive you as Lord and Savior. I take a step forward into this relationship. Do you hear the difference? It's received by grace. My greatest fear is I believe there are possibly tens of thousands of Christians in the United States that think they're going to heaven and aren't. That scares me to death. I want to challenge you today. Let me get in your face for just a moment. What about you? Did you just pray a prayer? Was it just a religious moment? Or did you start a relationship? Did you push in? Did because the decision that you make make you change some things or make some other decisions, not to please an angry God, but to step into relationship with that God? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So so important. It's received by faith. Christianity is not a belief system. It is a faith, right? I put my trust in you and actions follow. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Like in Romans 4 and 16, people receive God's promise by having what? faith. You have to cross the line to experience faith. There's probably some of you here, maybe watching online, and you haven't crossed that line yet. Like you kind of, you kind of believe in God. You, you got to, you sort of have a belief system or whatever, but you've never stepped across the faith line. And here's what I can say to you. You can only get to a certain point in that line and you can't intellectually understand it. You can't figure it out in a beaker or in a science lab. You just have to step in. And you won't know it 
until you fully step into it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's the hardest part about trying to communicate the gospel and the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us with somebody who's not a believer. It's because they want to intellectually figure it all out, have it all sorted out and stuff so I know. And listen to me, God is not someone just to be known about. He is someone to experience. He is someone that we need to step into relationship with. And relationship, come on, takes work. Right? Relationship takes work. That's why you've always heard in church, you need to read your Bible. You need to read your Bible. You need to read your Bible. For most of us, we've let that begin to sound like the Charlie Brown teacher. Right? Or have quiet time. Listen, the reason is it's a relationship that has to be developed. It's something that I have to do, and it's a faith. I step into it. I don't understand it all. Some of it's kind of weird, to be quite honest. But you know what? I'm going to step in by faith. I'm going to make a choice by action to actually try to live in a way that pleases God, not because I think he's angry at me, but because I want to have relationship with him. Do you hear the difference? And boy, we swing back and forth between these two different trees. Number three, probably the best one of all, grace is available. Grace is available. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you come from, who your family is or isn't, whatever condition you are in, listen to me, grace is available. That's what makes our God the coolest God. That's what makes our God so, that's why we say amazing grace. It's no matter where you've been or what you've done, it's available. Our response cannot be Two people who are maybe right on the other side of that line, the stank eye, right? We, we cannot be the churchy people looking at people in that way. We've got to understand we're, we're trying to help them step across that line, right? And, 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 and so do we, do we want them to grow and overcome? Here's a question. Or do we like them staying there because they make us look good? That one stings a little bit, doesn't it? Because we're selfish. We're like we have egos and, and, and we all have this. Listen to me. Let's don't create a church for church people. We, we, we've got to be able to spend some time. I've spent some time. I'm going to dive into You want to talk about diving into some stuff. Here I go. I spent a lot of time working with people who are dealing with gender issues or same-sex attraction issues. Right? I, I've had the opportunity now to mentor um, several young men that are dealing with those scenarios. And, and, and so one of the things that's been said is, well, I just feel like I was born this way. And my response is this, yeah, you were. We all were. Mine is just greed and pride and ego. And I like stuff. Anybody else like stuff? Like I can be a little materialistic. Are you hearing what I'm saying to me? Listen, we're all born outside of what God has said. We're all, but we just said it. We're all born sinners. Yes. We're all born with some part of us that's broken, twisted, or not in line with what God has called us to do. Guess what? It's about starting a relationship with Jesus and then getting in line with what he has called us to be. 
It's not, it's not about us. And it's, it's not about my wants and my desires. One of the young men, I said to him, because we were talking pretty extensively, and I said to him, listen, I like women. That might be weird to hear from your pastor, okay? But I got eyeballs and I'm not dead, y'all. You know what I'm talking about. I like women. And every once in a while, I look and go, whoa, <laughs> hey, I do. So was I born that way? Is it okay for me to go cheat on my wife? No, right? Like, we, we can't go based on our feelings. Right? We can't go based on this. But, but understand that God calls everyone to come with their stuff and with their junk. And then we all are to put it under the conformity of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Right? That's, that's, this, is, this is the gospel. The gospel is we're all jacked up. And if we'll put our lives under the lordship of Jesus Christ and say, I'll do what you say. I don't know how many times I've said this to y'all, but one of the verses I, I don't like. Is it weird for a pastor to say you don't like a piece of scripture? I don't like it. It's the turn the other cheek. Come on. Who has ever felt like turning the other cheek? I don't feel like turning the other cheek. I feel like knocking your front teeth out if you do something to me. No, but listen, but we take that desire in us and we put it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, right? Why? Because grace is available to us. Because grace, because, because of the story of the true gospel of what he's called us to be. Romans 10 and 13, check this out. What is the first word? What is the first word? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Like that's... That's who our God is. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Are you right? Like some of y'all should jump up and down right now and leap. Because well, we don't know your history, but you know your history. Right? Everyone has the opportunity to come and be saved. Number four is this. Number four. Grace comes only through Christ. Grace comes only through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one who has paid the bill. To say it to you this way, of all the religions in the world, go look, go look, go do, go do a little research. Jesus is the only one who dealt with the problem. The problem is separation from whatever the desired outcome is, right? If, if you're Muslim, it's, it's to please, appease the angry God and, and get to heaven. That's the separation of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Or trying to accomplish nirvana or trying to, I don't know, come back with a, with a better body when I get reincarnated or try not to be a cat or what. I mean, like whatever the goal is of that particular religion, I want you to hear something. All they've given is a bunch of rules to try to follow and hope that that's enough. Jesus is the only one who has dealt with our problem. He's the only one that actually said, I'm going to come and die. And he's the only one to rise again. Are you, are you hearing me? Right? To deal with and say, I can bring healing and bring something that is not there in any other religion. John 1 and 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Romans 5 and 15, many people have received God's gift of life by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ. Not in your notes, John 14 and 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, that's very narrow. 
It's very narrow-minded. I don't like it. Well, when you create a universe, you can create the rules. Until you create a universe, there's a creator of this universe that has designed some rules. And we're going to have to overcome our ego and our pride and our sinful nature that wants it all our way to put it under the lordship of Jesus Christ because he is the only one who has been given that we might be saved through faith in his name. Amen? Acts 4 and 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Last one. Grace is extended throughout eternity. Grace is extended throughout eternity. In other words, this. When Jesus paid for your sins, he paid for your past sins, your current sins, and your future sins. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? So let me blow your mind for just a second. How can Jesus pay the sins for something that hasn't happened yet? Like how would he even, but listen to me, God transcends time. God operates outside of time. In other words, when God created the earth, he created time. He created the sun. He created the systems that we might have seasons, right? Prior to that, there was no time. In other words, God can be everywhere all the time on different days of different years. Right? In other words, technically speaking, because he transcends time, he's still dying on the cross for you right now. Because that's for all eternity. Grace is given for all eternity. John 3 and 16, we, we have overread this and taken away its power. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, that word believes, listen to me, it's not a belief system, it's a faith. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So I have grace, right, Pastor Mike? Yep, you have grace. Okay, well then I can just do whatever I want. But now you just stepped into religion. You see, the reality is, When you step into relationship with Jesus, when you really get to know Jesus, really get to know Jesus. I remember when I pulled the guy aside and asked for his advice because I was about to ask Jen to marry me. Jim Eichen was his name. We went out and shot basketball next to the church. And I was like, all right, I'm going to ask Jen. Here's what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. He said, let me give you some advice, son. It's going to take you about 10 years before you really know her. And as a cocky 20-something-year-old kid, in my head, I thought, dumb old man and I can remember on our 10th anniversary when I went wise old man right like it takes time to develop a relationship it takes effort when you get to know promise you promise you when you get to know the person of Jesus Christ when you come to know who he is something changes inside of you something very real changes inside of you so so pastor may how do i know how do do i I know when i'm doing relationship and how do i know when i'm doing religion that's pretty easy actually how do you feel about coming to church because if you're like oh well i gotta get up and go to church that's religion 
But if you're, I get to come and worship Jesus today, you're walking in relationship. How, how do you feel about reading your Bible? Do I make time to read the Bible? Oh, I got I to do my duty today and check off my two chapters today. That's religion. Or do I pick up the word and go, where are you, Jesus? That's relationship. Do you, do you hear the difference? And every one of us is probably in different places on this journey. Some of us have never stepped over the faith line to relationship. Maybe we've been practicing a religion for a long, long time. Some of us, we're Tarzan. We're swinging back and forth between the trees, right? Real gospel, fake gospel, real gospel, fake gospel. Can I challenge you today to push into the relationship a little bit more? That's as far as I can take you. You understand what I mean? Like I can, I can, I can only describe it to you so much. And then you have to take that actual next step. Like you have to be brave enough and courageous enough to go, okay. Maybe you have to be sick and tired enough of being sick and tired. That's why many of us, it takes a in the gutter moment for us to turn finally, right? But all I can say this to you, there's a God in heaven who's not disappointed and pointing his finger, who's not looking at you and every little sin, you know? I've had different people say all kinds of crazy stuff to me, you know? People are drinking and like I'm on an airplane, weirdest, weirdest relationships, conversations happen on airplanes. So what do you do? I'm a pastor. Well, they're half cocked, right? So they're like, duh, we're all passengers. No, I'm a pastor. Oh, what do you think God thinks about this? You know what? I don't think God cares about that. I think God wants you. And when he gets a hold of you, he'll talk to you about that. Because this is relationship. Are you hearing me? This is relationship. Jesus is calling your name. And he says today, would you, would you step? Would you, would you take another step into something more that is not just a religion, that's not just a, it looks good. I grew up in a family, we went to church because it politically looked good, right? My dad was the bank president, my mom ran the chamber of commerce. So we did the church thing because it looked good, right? In the community. That is not what we're doing here, y'all. Come on. I want so bad for you to know Jesus, to really know him, and then to receive his Holy Spirit inside of you and see what it feels like to go, oh my gosh, I can't wait to serve because now I get it. Right? Like I do stuff for Jennifer Matheny all the time. And it's just because, man, I love that woman. Right? Like, just... Man, I, I want to please her because I love her. Listen to me. That's what this is supposed to be. I, 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 I'm supposed to be passionate about my word because I love him. Right? I, I want to, so can I challenge you, if you've never taken the step today, take the step. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment with you. Or for those of you today that you're kind of like, man, I am the ultimate Tarzan or Jane swinging back and forth. Right? Would you choose the tree of life today? Would you repent and ask Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for doing the little bit of relationship and a lot of religion thing or whatever. And today, I, I want to I know you more. I want to understand you more. I want the 
more I know you, the more I know me, the better example I am for this world. Amen. And let's pray and respond to God today. He wants so bad to have a relationship with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And I, I apologize, God. I'm sorry for playing Tarzan and swinging back and forth. And on so many days, playing religion. Just, I don't know, trying to appease you instead of having relationship with you. So would you forgive us? Forgive us, God, for playing games. Today we choose. Just, it's a matter of, it's a faith. We take a faith step today. We put our faith back in you, back in the relationship, what you did for us on the cross. We thank you, God. You're so patient and long-suffering with us. With your eyes still closed, I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment. This is for those of you who have never accepted Jesus. You've never stepped into that relationship. And maybe today you heard it just a little bit different. And something inside of you is stirring right now. If your heart beats a little bit faster, or just you're, you're feeling something, I just want to encourage you to pray a prayer that I'm going to give you the words, nothing special about my words. What is special is your sincerity towards a relationship with Jesus. Would you pray something like this? Jesus, I don't understand it all. But today I take that step. I take a faith step. I want to have something real. I want to have a relationship with you, not just, not just a religion. So would you make yourself very real to me today? Thank you for dying on the cross for me today. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, for continuing to be loving and patient towards me. As best as I can understand at this point, I commit my life to you and I commit to try to live the rest of my days for you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, and we would love to help you in that journey. So there's a place on the card where you could put your name and say, today I accepted Jesus for the first time. We'll have some prayer team members that kind of are standing over in their little alcove over here. If you want to pray with someone today, if you just need reassurance, um, and you just want to have somebody pray over you today, if you're struggling with something right now, um, Abe Dimitri did such a good job with his words of talking about, man, God's, he's, he's victorious. He's already been victorious. We just have to step into it, right? We just have to step into the relationship with him. And so man, wherever you are today, listen to me, don't just have done church today. Let's respond to God. Let's, let's, what is that next step? What is that something more that he wants me to do to push into relationship? Amen. Let's do this. I want to close out. We're going to sing our way out this, the, uh, this morning. And so if you would, stand to your feet. We're going to sing, This is Amazing Grace. And I hope maybe it's just a little bit different than the way you hear it today.